0: hi check one check two hi who's there who's right there this is a tamika michelle podcast and i'm going to call this podcast sorry about the noise in the background i'm going to call this podcast what the reason why i call it what give me a second i'm in my home room mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure out what the whole what the what of all of me being here you know I like to think of a strong person I go after my dreams my vision my visionary I actually am grateful that I can embrace it anybody have been an artist and you've had the hot creativity part of you it could be finances it can be your structure of your life but I found out doing what I'm good at um, actually there's reward behind it there's some instant gratification also let me go ahead and elaborate and describe the instant gratification Your know, the thing that you're really good at and you actually find success in will pull you in levels that you didn't know you could do I'm over here in Las Vegas yes me by myself I'm not one of people that require a whole crowd of people. This is what the devices are for. I can do my thing, and I can share it with the world. And that's, I would say, the convenience of today's technology, that we are so in tune but not in tune at the same time with one another. So I'm going to talk about the word what because this is the, the, the name of the subject of where i'm at yes i am doing my photography yes i actually got to help someone that was on the streets get off the streets which that is amazing um and i will tell you more details later the point i'm making is i am seeing where i'm supposed to go so far i'm trying to figure it out should i say i'm seeing where i'm supposed to go because of the COVID academic and me put my eyes upon that news and maybe I shouldn't be looking at the news to be frank I'm not saying don't be informed but there's a lot of people you constantly look at the news it will make if you already got issues and I do have them oh, it will make you nuts Not in the sense of like crazy, insane, more paranoid um, I come in here and my multiple room, I'm spraying the um, shoes of mine, the feet of mine, the hands of mine with sanitizer and I'm spraying it all over as if it's perfume because I don't know about this COVID-19. I can't see it, you know, and the smell of this sanitizer makes you want to sneeze. <coughs> <Ooh>. Oh, okay. <coughs> That's it. Okay, sorry about this But the smell of it like it's really strong and irritating to my I guess my nasal area ain't no guessing it's kind of obvious so I'm not sleeping now with the smell of this Um, I spray this all over me don't knowing where the COVID-19 is at even though I'm in the desert even though even though the cases are nowhere near as high as the state that I live in which is we're at almost 200,000 cases of COVID-19 in Jersey. Just a little news. We had, last time I checked, it was 189,000. So I'll round it off and it said 200,000. Yeah, might as well say that. So um, part of me is scared that I live in a state that has so many people with this issue. But Vegas have it too. But it's in no means like Jersey but Jersey is a beautiful place. I'm not saying Vegas. Vegas is beautiful in different ways. Now that I'm here for my first four days, I want to come back and do two more days after I do my um, San Diego bid of two days. i having fun in the sun in San Diego. can't wait. Um, and it's saying that COVID-19 is really running rampant. But you know what? I really think a lot of people are just crazy. I'm not saying that all oh, COVID-19 don't exist Please do not hear me undermine. I'm not undermining COVID-19 and what it's been doing globally to the world. But I think sometimes we get so caught up on COVID-19 to it becomes an obsession. There's a difference between being alert, being notified. Like I watch the news, but I can't. I got. I got this habit of keep watching it, keep watching it, keep watching it on a day-to-day basis, and I already got nervous issues. Okay, I already got. um knowing how to react to situation issues okay post-traumatic stress disorder you name it that's what i have so for those who got post-traumatic stress disorders hello hi because i know i ain't the only one out there with it so hello my post-traumatic stress disorder people <laughs> it's a lot of us it's a big community of us and um i think we can learn a lot from one another if we Allow ourselves to be honest about what we're going through, because one of the things about mental illness is if you do not, if you do not talk about the issue, it's like you're ignoring that you have this issue, and then when this issue comes upon you, then you are shocked. Like I had an incident where I weirded out at the Greyhound bus station because what I feared came to pass. I got intimidated, and I look back on it, and maybe I'm looking at it like I shouldn't let them intimidate me. Um, when I see Zill, I I'm making reference to the, um, the six-hour late bus driver and the supervisor came out and seen with my um, big cream bag full of my clothes that I just replaced. They told me, oh, you can't get on the bus, and everybody wanted to get on the bus. Oh, they told me straight up, you can't get on the bus, not with that. You can have, you can have a purse and carry-on, but you can't have that big green tote bag and and then the lady act like she was doing her she's really doing her job but they really did a fucked up job um, because they lost my stuff and now I'm without I have two pairs of shoes that's missing Um, I have jewelry missing I have um, digital equipment missing and product that I produce completely gone but this is the great thing about photography Hi photography people. Because I know I'm not the only one to do photography. There's a large community of photographers out there. So if you're a photographer, hello. I do embrace my other photographers, my fellow photographers. I feel like I can learn from you. And also, we're in this together. So the great thing about Backup Google Photos is completely free. And you get to what? You get to save your work, your photography on it. I am doing copyrights this week on all my work that I'm selling specifically that I'm sharing with you guys and I'm doing a copyright as well as putting my little watermark on it. So I'm just trying to take different steps of protecting my work and honoring my work because I've actually been doing research folks, yes, because I write and most writers are readers and that's definitely in my case. can't speak for you, I can speak for me. So. Um, What am I talking about today? I'm talking about the what of should I even go ahead and go into the homeless community or how am I supposed to go about it? I've already entered the homeless community when I helped that young gentleman, he was so nice, 19 year old who was homeless on the street, that I got to be a blessing to him. I got to be a part of the blessing and I think that's a part of life, like mysterious joy that a lot of times People are afraid to give, people are afraid to care, and they stop their own joy, their own overflowing joy. Um, And I got the opportunity to help this man get in contact with his mom, and um, I had to plead with her, but she listened to me. Regardless of how much she complained, I just believe God had favor on me because even though a part of me was upset a little bit because I was upset that, like, this is your son. What is wrong with you? Get your ass down here. That part, you know, and the part that cares about human beings was upset. But also, um, I just told myself to spoil that and don't even mention it to her. And now as a result, because I'm being kind to her and she was being kind to me. And I helped him get food on his stuff. You can tell that he was literally on the street. I met him at the Greyhound. Uh, on the Greyhound route bus that I was on and he came right from Louisiana and um, his stop was in Colorado and that's where we had our stop at and according to what his mom was saying it was two hours away I don't give a damn my thought is this that's your son it could be 10 hours away get your ass up you you paid for the ticket you know you need to pick up your son and pick him up that's it and, um, and the boy had mental issues too but that didn't stop him from being kind to me. You know, that kills me about people—how people are so mean sometimes—and even the mentally ill know to be kind to people. And he was kind to me, and that's one of the, one of the reasons why I went the extra mile, made sure that I stayed there long enough. And I mean, it was like going in a circle. His mom didn't want to come, so I tried to contact shelters to like pick him up or see if you be accepted. By the way, if you go to Colorado homeless for whatever reason, God knows, but don't go to Colorado. Because if you're not from the county, they would not accept you. And I ain't never heard no shit like that, ever. And um yeah, they didn't even accept him. So I'm back on the phone debating with his mother and um she knew I she knows I'm a Christian so she respects that. You know, if you don't know me, this is my thing. One thing not to know is another thing At least respect the God, the Christ in me. If you can respect the Christ in me, then we can respect one another. I will respect you as a human being as well as the Christ in you. So now as a result of me keep on texting her. um, And I checked on her and him yesterday. And now we have each other's phone number and she's going to tell me his highlights and um, his updates. I think she wants to do the right thing at this point. So, you know... It worked out better because instead of me snapping and going the hell off on her, like I, would, like he was going off too. Now don't get me wrong, I would have been mad too if my if I was nineteen and my mother gave, like bought me a ticket and I get to my destination and you don't come pick me up and <laughs> and I'm waiting out there stranded. Yeah, I feel some type of way, but um, I've been stranded with family. Let's not make it about me. Let's make it about me going forward and helping someone else who was in need and right now as I talk to you I know this boy is not on the street. Right now as I talk to you I know he's at home in a bed and he's clean because he wasn't clean it was just something else to see. you ever seen a mechanic's hands how dirty their hands are? Well that's how dirty his hands and his arms were it looked like mud hanging from his I would say more of an olive, kind of a reddish tone complexion. He's Native American and Caucasian. And he has the most beautiful, beautiful blue eyes. Oh my gosh, they were beautiful. And his hair is gorgeous. But I think Native American people are very beautiful. I think people are beautiful. But um, he was 19, so in my mind, he's, I'm a little bit more than twice his age. So, because um, I'm 40 and he's 19, you get the math. So, um, the what is how am I supposed to approach the homeless community without getting myself sick? And what do they need? You know, I'm going to have an interview on the eighth. Y'all get ready. Y'all pray for me. The eighth, I have an interview with the homeless social, the homeless social service director of that particular shelter called the Salvation Army. I think I heard the Salvation Army is the one that's in Las Vegas, Nevada. And um, that organization has helped me out more than once. Um, The second time I I was helped out with them, this is actually the third time I think about it, that they've actually helped me out. Because I need data of different perspectives, not just the homeless people and helping the homeless people. because That's like my goal, my mission here. But also, is to get other people's perspective, those who actually work or volunteer with the homeless people. For the homeless people trying to do something for the better good yeah, I definitely need to talk to those people. So I think God is so good, God is so awesome the big supervisor, the supervisor of social services and the supervisor of that particular county and the supervisor of Salvation Army uh, the second time so this is the first time so on the 8th at 1 o'clock I uh, will be doing a podcast for the first time having a special guest which will be Juan Juan. I can't say his last name right now. It's not coming to me. But Juan is the with this guy, and he—I know exactly who he is. He—I actually wrote him a, um, a small paragraph, maybe like two paragraphs about my success story, going from being in the shelter, chronically homeless, to having a place of my own, to back to traveling. Even in this COVID academic, I'm traveling. Even in COVID academic, I am. Out taking pictures like I did today for the sunset, and the sunset here in Las Vegas is spectacular. You know, I think about God and all his glory, for those who believe in God, I do. My power, power as a Christian, Jesus Christ, Lord, the Savior, I think about, there's some things artificially we can't even touch. The sunset between the mountains, blurring the sun rays, with the different layers of blue in the sky with the mountains and the dry land and look like a, it's not completely dry because i've seen drier death than this but it's pretty dry um so with all that being said i'm trying to figure out how am i going to go about this i know i want to catch a calf to go out there to the salvation army and come back it's not cheap folks. I would have went out there today, but because me and him plan ahead, I didn't want to go outside of order. You know, everything you're supposed to do is supposed to be in decency and in order. And I didn't want to stop on a man's toes, come on the property without his permission, without, you know, and just surprise interview him. No, fuck that. I wouldn't want nobody to do me like that. So I won't do that. So I'm going to wait to the 8th. I'm going to be back here, probably at this particular motel, and I'm going to take another cab. And, oh by the way, my projects that I'm doing here, and that I'm going to have to sell, of course they're going to be more expensive. I travel across country to get these shots. I better charge more. I know how much I have um, paid to get the ticket. So see, this is the thing. When you do art projects, you're supposed to look at what did it cost you to produce this particular picture or this particular I've been doing video this morning too. I did a quick video and I will share it a little bit later. Um, I'm thinking about start editing my, my videos. I've been seeing um different advertisements for um, you can add video I'm sorry, you can add music to your video and you have to have a, a certain licensing for that. But if you buy this particular licensing, you don't have to be concerned about um, you know, different license laws so i understand everybody want to get paid including me so i am going to start adding music to it. i think this is the first one i want to add actual music to it so i told myself i'm going to do more with this project than i have not that i have not done with any other video i've done a video before but i've never done it with adding music to it uh, polishing it and copywriting it i'm doing it this time because my work is worth it and I could take this and actually use this piece for other things. This is my logic. Why not go for it? If you're going to do something, you might as well go the whole way. And you know what? I can admit something to you. Samika hasn't been doing that. Yes, I do my photography. But so far, it's video goals, like editing and things like that. I have not been doing that. I'm just learning how to really use my camera. I mean, I know how to take a picture, folks. But I don't know how to do I saying where I don't. I'm in the learning process of learning how to do certain footages for how long and how to do it with a camera phone. So that is me. That is me learning the what. So I'm doing actual interviews via podcast. I want to be adding music to that podcast as well. And I don't do that a lot, but I'm going to start doing that with this project. I want to polish it. I'm going to nurse it and I'm going to set it up to where it can nourish others. So with all that being said, I thank you for hearing about the what. So I'm thinking my best way to go after um, the homeless community is I'm going to talk to the supervisor and ask him what do these people need because you don't really know what these people need and I don't want them to take advantage of the fact that I have some money that I can share. I'm want I know I'm gonna send like bring them some food. I mean, you gotta feed feed them, right? You know, they are people. It's like you'll feed animals if they're hungry. And I love animals, especially dogs. 100%. Um so I'm not comparing them to dogs, I'm just saying like yes, in a sense I am, because if you can feed animals, you can feed humans. I think humans should go first, but you know. Um, so yeah, that's the plan. I'm I'm figuring it out as I go. So I am figuring out the what. I am figuring out how to stay away from so many people. Like I am going to bring food there and I want to approach the people but I am not going to go to like somewhere where I know there is a lot of germs. Like okay down the street is shade tree, sorry. I hate to put shade tree on blast like that because that is the first shelter I stayed in before I was at Salvation Army but I have to tell you. Inside that place, it's a clinic in there, and the people are so sick all the damn time. And I don't understand, like, how is that possible, but it is quite possible. I think you don't take certain precautions. So if I don't get sick with COVID-19, I get sick with something else. Oh, God, I don't want to, like, chance that. So I think I'm going to go straight for my interview, and I'm going to have to find places where there are small amount, smaller amount of homeless people that I can actually need. Give food and maybe pray with them, and maybe they pray with me, and we can pray with each other. You know, um, and COVID nineteen definitely um, messed up my vision a little bit because it's like it's required me to do something like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I have to be super careful. I'm going to do this, but I don't want to be so afraid that I won't leave my place, that I won't move that I won't create, that I won't live. What's the point of having a life if you don't live it? You hear me? So that's a part of the what that I'm describing. So I, am both enough, I am here in Las Vegas, Nevada, temporarily, but the but is. I'm grateful I've seen some of my coworkers at the other Walmart, where I work at, where I have worked at for two and a half years. I recognize the faces, but we don't I don't know if they recognize me or they're just too busy, but it was really packed up in there. So, this is the what I'm making reference to. How to do photography, videography, stereography without being in a huge community of people. And I just figured it out. Was, someone taught me that women, not all of them, but women normally, we need to hear ourselves and then we find our answers. And I just found my answers. So. I'm just avoiding people. I'm, I know I'm not going on the strip. That's for sure. And more than likely, I'm not going on Fremont. Probably. More than likely. Because I'm not seeing a point of purpose in it. I can see if I um, work there. Uh, Fremont, I might go there for the fact that it's less people. But what I understand, it's less people on the strip too. I still ain't make my mind up. I um I said it's four days in Vegas, but technically it's six days in Vegas because it's four days here, my first four days. So maybe I should call it the first four days. And then I go to San Diego for two days. Then I come back again for another two days and leave and catch my my bus and go back to Jersey, get back on that Greyhound. Um, and then my also the clothes that I got um I got it packed so well to where I still, you know, half of it's in a carry-on bag, the other half is in my book bag, and I'd be damned they tell me I'm, I can't get on the bus with, um, without putting up on there so it can get lost. No. Nope. And I'm still waiting for the refund. Don't know when it's going to happen. Don't know if it's even going to happen. The one thing I like about business is that they want you to do stuff. They want you to trust you with, with your stuff and with their business. But when they mess up and they fuck up royally like they did with my stuff, they everybody wants to say it's not my fault. Everybody don't want to put their hands on it. Nobody wants to be accountable, held accountable and responsible. And it's just not fair. It isn't. So I'm waiting for the claim. I don't know how long it's going to take. But um, maybe it'll pop up some, at some point. I don't know. I'm an optimistic type. So I'd rather have the stuff versus um, the cash. Even though I can use it, don't get me wrong. I certainly can use it, but at the same time, it's what do I rather have? Yes and stuff. But I'll take the money too now. Don't think I and make more money with that money because that's what I do. Not only am I an artist, but I'm a business person too. When well, you learn how to not only be an artist but a a creator of making your own wealth. Ooh, I just said a lot. Not only being an artist but being a creator. Of making your own wealth. Can't no boss. Can't no institute. Can't nobody tell you what type of money. You should be making. Because you make your own money. And I mean legitimately. Okay. So I'm a creator of wealth. For myself. And encourage wealth of knowledge. And encourage wealth in other people's life. As well as some joy from happiness. Because so we need that. I like it. I want it and I need it. What about you? This has been Antimika Michelle. What's the what's podcast over and out?